we go. You know, back once again. Analog Jackson Podcast. You know, we getting right on into it. This is a full freestyle episode. This one's called The P.D. Connell Story. Um, that's how we rocking, but this is the P.D. Connell Story. So, timeline, so y'all can get familiar with your favorite and know where we at. This is, um, this is that 2003, 2003, 2004, this is 2004, yeah, this is 2004, um, might be right around that, um, late 2003, 2004, somewhere in there, but I know it was my senior year in college and everything, um, so what was going on at this point, my little brother had came to live with me. And we was acting a goddamn fool. Like, um, my GPA took a serious hit when he came down there. Um, cause, um, we really, you know, when you, when you grow up with somebody, I'm 18 months older than him, you grow up with somebody, you that close, you know, you shared a room till y'all was probably like 10. Then you broke out cause he was tacky on his decorations and shit. And, and just the way he did shit, I couldn't stand it. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga put a picture, a post up on the wall and wanna put a piece of tape right in the middle and shit. Um, instead of taking that and putting it on the back. So, you know what I'm saying? You keep the front looking good, put it up. You can angle it, all of that shit. Like, it was too much for me. Put a nail in the middle of it, like, fuck that. So what I did was, I broke out. You know, we got our own room and shit. But you know, we was real close, you know what I'm saying? We, um, you know, grew up middle class household, both had a car, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, you know, he was with me. Um, and just a good time, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I went to college or whatever, the year I graduated. He still had another year of high school. After he graduated, he had did his own thing, made his mind up. He was gonna go to school. We went to school somewhere. You know, school wasn't really his thing. He ain't work out for him. So little bro had um, you know, decided after making some moves, doing his thing, and, and you know, just trying to make shit work. That you know, my last year of college, I said, hey, come on down here with me, man. Like, you know, and um, that last year for me was, you know, I was living. You know what I'm saying? Like having a ball. Kinda got more, you know, run of the city, different spots, different little holdups, different little places to kick it, you know what I'm saying? Been off campus at this point for like two, almost three years, probably three at this point. So, you know what I'm saying? Got a good little roster set up, good little lineup and shit. A lot of good stories I could tell. I don't know if I am. Might hold some back, but you know, whatever. But um, this particular one was crazy. So, um, like I said, you know, I'm working and everything ain't going to school. Um, company that I'm working for, you know, um, I didn't have to go to work until that. You know, I worked Thursday through Sunday. Um, and um, I would basically be in a situation where I had, um, you know, things that I would do, you know, while I'm at work. I had um, a supplemental income system, a little enterprising network that I had going on, um, that I had really kind of spread here at myself or whatever. And I think at this point, 
the operations was going on. Now I come in late because I already got folks working there or whatever. Um, it's already folks working there or whatever. So by the time I came in, that was that. Um, some of my homeboys worked there or whatever. They actually had got me in to get me hired or whatever. I got into it, saw that I was good at it. And you know that just that natural shit, that natural leadership or whatever came in. So you know we was able to kind of do it, make some moves, make some shit happen. So here we are. We working in uh, my homeboys. They live not too far from where we worked at. So sometimes on lunch breaks we would go, you know, kick it or whatever they crew or whatever. Or after we got off, we go kick it at they crew. You know, they stay close enough to where nightclubs and shit was so what we would do is on friday night you get off got off about one o'clock 1 30 go to their crib might play some madden drink a little bit you know what i'm saying sit around kick it sit outside talk you know what i'm saying by the time the club break out you could ride hit the parking lot you know what i'm saying um, might be able to get in if you knew who was on the door the right time of night Sometimes, you know what I'm saying, be the right nigga on the door. You hit that knock the right way, or you hit somebody, you know what I'm saying, boom, they let you in. Now, this is, niggas got cell phones, but ain't no instant message. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty much like, you gotta answer the phone. So at this point in time, ain't too many people fucking with, you know, um, shit like that as far as, you know, you can't let nobody know. Now I can imagine in them clubs, you can't even do all that, but just imagine a nigga with a text message like I'll be at that side, don't let me in. I'd never play to pay to get in the club. But anyway, so we doing our thing. We kicking it. So this one night, we um we go to their crib on lunch break. And one of our homeboys that worked with us, he had gravy nights off. Um he was off um basically Friday night, Saturday night. He came back to work on Sunday. So he was off like that because, you know, he had seniority. Uh, he had been there a little bit longer than us. <laughs> kind of liked what he was doing. So, you know, he had some good days off and everything. So, you know, um, he was off. And um, he had called us or whatever. He actually called up to the job and said, hey, when y'all come to break, he called and asked for me. He said, when y'all go to break, hey, boss, um... Tell P, you know, uh, bring y'all by the crib, man. Y'all, come on. Get, get, bro. We had another homeboy that worked in another section. He's like, get him. Y'all come on through and hit him up now. Let him know. So, you know, I call a few different departments looking for bro. I'm like, when you going to break? He said, shit, when y'all go, I'm like, cool. So, I'm, I'm going to hit you when we get ready to go. Because our boss said he got something in the crib. So, he's like, all right. And his name is not Boss. You're not going to know who he is. That's just how we refer to each other. We weren't saying nigga and shit. Like, and it was like Boss. So anyway, we got them work, go to break. Now you realize you went to break around. Went to lunch about, I'll say you went to lunch about 8, 8.30, depending on the workload. You might go a little bit later, but you tried to get enough done to where you could get out there, you know, bitch. Um. And, and, and be back from break by about 9.30 at the latest. So we go to break, we get everybody, we, we load up my homeboy car, and we go to the crib. So now we get to the crib, and um, we done hit him, let him know we coming. 
we about time we pull up, he come out the house. And he was one of these niggas that was, he was a funny nigga. Like, he come out the house and he smiling from ear to ear, big ass smile. You know, come out and he bird man rubbing his hands together. And he just kind of walk, he, he get to doing that little ugly ass laugh. <laughs> so excited and I'm like shut up bro like what, what's going on he's like boss I got one for you man I got one like um I met her and he named the apartments that he met her in, in the city I ain't gonna name the apartments because you know we're taking we're taking and respecting you know that's what we do at Adderall so I said I got one you know she in the crib like What's up? Like, shit, what's up? So, you know, we go in. Sure enough, he got one in there. She, she bad. I don't know what he had her on. I saw a um, Armadale bottom off to the side. Um, and, you know, I'm like, I left my bottle of Army open. I ain't even realized it. And at this point in time, we drank an army deal. This is full Rockefeller era. And it was either Armadillo uh, or Grey Goose. Um, fucking with Cognac. You know, we was fucking with Cognac, but we in college, so you know, you splurge every now and then. Armadillo was Ciroc now. Um, you know, so we fucked with that or whatever. So anyway. He go in there, he got her in the crib. She was um, kind of slave sipping that drink. Like, she was really drinking this shit, but she was slave sipping it, like, to the point where it looked like it'd been years since she drank anything. So I'm like, bro, what's in there? He's like, bro, that's straight. I'm like, damn, man, like, what you got going on? He's like, well, you know, man, he's like, shit, she wanted my homeboys and shit to come through. And, you know, I'm like, trying to see what's good. And we, another dude that was with us, that he waited for us to go on break. He was a lot, he was a little younger than us. And we find out later he was a lot younger than us, but he was legal. And, um, you know, he excited because he see, you know, opportunity. In my head, I already know, like, what the play going to be, what the play is supposed to be, how we supposed to be laying this out. But I realized it took us a good 10 minutes to ride over there. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take us 10 minutes to get back. So in that, we got 40 minutes. Now, my homeboy, the other one that lived there, who also worked with us, he really was a chill out type of dude. Like he ain't really was with all the playing. You know, he he was in a relationship, um, and I was also. But I was, I'm in college. I'm doing my thing. He was in a relationship. Um, he was playing the game. He doing what he do. So from his standpoint, he trying to figure out like how we gonna, you know, maneuver or whatever. He like look know when we gotta leave I'm finna go get me something to eat I'm gonna be in my room alright so cool he doing what he do so now for us from my standpoint we looking at this like alright 
it's a few things that can happen or whatever. So I sit down, I get to talking to her, you know, forgot what her goddamn name was. I can't remember what her name was. And I'm just trying to remember right off top, I'm not gonna mention her name, but couldn't remember what her name was to save my life. So I get to talking to her and she just was, she was one of them, like she sounded like, not like she looked, like she really sounded like she wasn't cool. And it kind of threw me off for a minute because I'm looking at him and I'm looking at her and I'm like, I see how boss got her, like, you know what I'm saying? It really wasn't that much, but she was fine as hell. And it was around this time, you know what I'm saying? She was sitting down, so you can't really see. And I remember I had stood up and was kind of stretching. And when I reached out, I kind of reached down or whatever and grabbed her hand. And um, I raised it up. And as I raised it up, she was like, what you doing? And I was like, just stand up. And, and I did that for her to stand up. And she stood up. I was like, okay. So I got to see what that was. And, um... Another dude that was with us that worked with him, he was like, okay, he's like, I see what I see what I see what's going on here. So we like, alright. So you know what I'm saying? By that time, a homeboy that that told us to come over there, he come back around the corner and he kinda saw I had a hand, he let it go. So um he was like, Come here, let me holler at you. So we go toward the kitchen over there and he was like, Look, man, he was like, There might be a setup. Like, I'm like, bro, shut, like, why are you talking so loud? Like, it's kind of obvious that's what it is. We knew that's what it was when you called him. He was like, but look, I know y'all boy got to go back to work. So he was like, I'm going to just goddamn do what I do and that'll be that or whatever. So he was like, all right, well, you know, you do your thing or whatever, man. So um, I went back in the living room. I'm talking to her a little bit. Conversation going good. Found out, you know, she from the area. She had came to go to school or whatever and ended up, you know, in what I call the backward spiral where you come to go to school, but then your grades get messed up. So you end up going to the technical school and then that don't work out and then you just get stuck there working and then you a local and well, local was what you didn't want to be. But anyway, that's what she had become and she met this nigga. So, you know, we talked. We kicking it. Somebody turned some music on, and I guess the alcoholist started hitting right, and she kind of started dancing a little bit. And it's four niggas in the living room, and she danced on four niggas. I remember my homeboy came down because it was getting that time for us to go, and he looking, and you know what I'm saying? He came and sat down or whatever. So everybody kind of got a little dance or whatever real quick. So, you know, we kind of charged up. Dude that was with us, the young dude, he said he wasn't going back to work. He said, fuck it. He said, um, I called somebody to clock me out or just say I forgot to clock out or whatever. Um, but I ain't going back. Now, man, you he had clocked out for lunch, but whatever. So he stayed. So the three of us went back. So we go back to work and we talking about it and you know what I'm saying? Like I done paid it off to the point where I'm like, you know, like she was alright, you know what I'm saying? And, and I know Boston finna do their thing and I'm like, you know, that's that but Whatever. Bruh, boss was in the street looking bad cause, um one of my homegirls, you know, 
chick that I was fond of and, and kicked it with. I had put him with one of her friends, and even though they weren't feeling him, you know, off the strength of me, they fucked with him. And, um, you know, he played his cards right. He was able to get himself in. But old girl had said, bruh, stroke brain running right. So I'm thinking about that. And, you know, when they came to me with it and told me, it was so comical the way they was telling me. I was like, this ain't no lie. But I never said nothing to bro. So I'm thinking to myself, like, if it go down like I think it's about to go down with them two, like, she gonna be well disappointed and pissed off by the time we get back. So I'm like, well, shit. I got my car at work. I'm like, well, fuck it. When we get off, we're gonna fall back through. So the other dude that was with us, he said he was gonna fall through also. But my homeboy who lived there, he said he was going to his girl crib when he got off and everything. So he's like, all right. So, you know, we worked end of the night and everything. Now for me, my chick, she worked at the same place I did. So some nights when I would get off, you know, I would go to her crib. Some nights, um, if she was off, she would come up there kind of around the time that it was time for me to get off to see what time we was getting off to see if I was coming over or to kind of block my movements. If she ain't had nothing going on or she wouldn't sleep, um, you know, um, I only really had one night a week that I knew for a fact I wouldn't have to kind of go around, but that was Thursday because Friday morning she had a class. I got off of work about 1, 2, 30 uh, in the morning, you know, I ain't have no class on Friday, so I ain't have to worry about it, um, but she did, so I would be respectful, and you know, that's how I played it off, it wasn't about being respectful, it was really about goddamn doing what the fuck I wanted to do, but anyway, so I goddamn decided, like, fuck it, I'm finna go back through, um, I hit her, and was like, hey, I'm fixing to go, um, it's such and such birthday, he having a little thing, we finna go out to um, the little strip club, you know, that's that full fake out. And the reason I did that is because the strip club was way on the other side. I'm talking about way on the other side of town, almost like diagonal other side of town. Um, and I did that to put me over there. That way, she don't even think, because she knew where my homeboy lived in, and she, she don't even think I'm over there. And anyway, I had another hustle. I said, you know what, fuck it. I said, bro, I said, let's switch cars. So I gave bro my car, I took his car. And I'm like, I know you're going to come back to the crib. So I'm going to drive your shit, you take mine, or whatever. I'll just leave your car at the crib. Um, you know what I'm saying? Since you going to, um, you know, your girl crib, um, what I'll do is I'll hit you when I'm on the way and I'll have somebody just come and bring me over there. So boom. But I ain't even had no intentions of doing that because I knew I was probably going to be in his crib till, you know what I'm saying, we never. So I was just going to, you know, stay there or whatever. And then when he came through, I just switched the car because it'd be the next morning. So anyway, we get off from work. We head back over there. Now, it's a Thursday night. Most people that, you know, I'll fuck with, most people that was up a 
craftsmanship had learned how to finesse their scheduling, you ain't having no classes on Friday. So, you know what I'm saying? Thursday night was a club night too. You know what I'm saying? Had happy hour. Thirsty Thursday and shit. So, you know, a lot of people would got them kicking on Thursday night. Um, this particular apartment complex had, you know, some pretty good selection out there. It was away from campus. It was kind of close going toward the Air Force Base and shit, too. So you had that element out there also. So in this particular instance or whatever, it was pretty live. It was a lot of traffic, a lot of activity in the neighborhood that night. So, you know, we get back to the, um, we get back to the, um, neighborhood and, um, in front of my homeboy in my house, there's a few extra cars and there's two dudes standing outside, one smoking. And I noticed one on my new one, but you know what I'm saying? I know of him. I don't really fuck with him like that. You know, we know each other, seen each other, you know what I'm saying? It's a small, not a small town, but you know, when you go to school, you see people, you know. So when I got out, he was like, what's up, bro? So he dapped him up and everything, saw who it was. And uh, he was like, well, see, what y'all doing? I'm like, see, I'm finna go to Ball's house. He was like, oh, shit, that's where we at, man. And I was like, oh, y'all, y'all kicking? And he smiled, and I'm like, oh. I said, well, well, you know what I'm saying? Who all here? And he went to naming off. Once he named off more than three, I knew the game was a wrap. Like, I'm like, man, this shit fixing to be ugly. When I opened the door, it was at least 10 deep in that one. At least 10 deep. Um, two of them was the two we left. Um, another one was Huff. So, it's seven other niggas in there, two outside. And she at this point you know what i'm saying music loud niggas running around when we got back bruh is now a full-fledged bouncer slash hosting a party in his house um it was ridiculous he running around can't stop laughing dapping everybody up you know what i'm saying um trying to dj at the same time with the music ain't right tv on niggas playing madden Oh, girl, is still kind of, she dancing on nigga. Uh, I see one nigga got a pool, you know, I'm to the side every now and then talking to her and everything. Um, and she'll disappear, you know what I'm saying? And be gone for a minute and then, you know, come back and, you know, another nigga dance, get her to dance and boom, she'll disappear. So I go, how's that boss? I'm like, boss, bro, yeah. Shit, it's the set, bro. It's live, man. He was like, bro, he was like, <laughs> hit him with that little ass. <laughs> but, but, he's super excited, cause he got, he got the spot for the night. That's how he feel. He got the spot for me. And it was, it was, it was too crazy in that thing. So you know what I'm saying? I see a girl still about twice, and boss going get him. He kind of put his arm around him, and then he come walking toward me, he put his arm around me. He was like, this is my boy right here. Like, this, this, is my, this is my ace, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, show breath love, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, he, he kind of stepped away, 
I'm right there with her. And she was like, oh, she was like, you came back. And I'm like, yeah. At this point, you can tell she has been drinking. She has been smoking. She might have had some nose candy. Like, she owned one. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm kind of looking at her and I'm like, I don't know if I, you know. And I pat my pocket. And I pat my left pocket. You know, because my right next to her. And I'm like... So I'm like, hey, hold on, let me, I said, hold on one second. And I'll go ahead and holler at boss. I'm like, boss, you got one of them gold clothes. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, upstairs, oh, man. He was like, right by the bed or whatever. I'm like, okay, man. I'm like, all right. Now, his other homeboy or whatever that lived there, I said to him, I'm like, let me take her in your room. And he was like, nah, man, nah. I like, bro, let me take her in your room. And he was like, nah. And I was like, bro, look, I said, I know every nigga down here that still went up with her went to boss room. I said, I'm not doing that shit. Like, and he was like, you right, you right. He was like, bet, I got you. So he went upstairs. When he went upstairs or whatever, I kind of passed her off to him. Running boss room and right by the dresser, like he said, he got you know some gold clothes. His room didn't smell right at all, like you know what I'm saying? Did not smell right. It was two towels on the bed, like nah, I wasn't fucking with it at all. So, you know, I'm like, <sighs> nah, I ain't even really in a position that I gotta even do this, you know, like I could literally, you know, leave and make a phone call and about 10 minutes away I can go to my girl crib but I'm kicking it I'm with the homies by this time I got a little drink in my hand so you know we go in his room or whatever uh, so we sitting there I'm, I'm, I'm talking for about a good two minutes or whatever so and she was like so you know um it's gonna cost you. I'm like, it's gonna cost. I'm like, the fuck? Like, it's gonna cost. I'm like, pull your empty your pockets. I'm like, she was like, what? I'm like, empty your pockets. Cause I'm like, it's gonna cost. Like, I wonder how many times she done ran this shit on a nigga. Cause I know a few of these niggas that was downstairs, these niggas forever claiming, bro. And it might be true, it might not. But we in college, so for the most part, you ain't working, you know what I'm saying, and you ain't hustling, then you might be. But I know she ain't made no money. Cause if she did, she would have had somebody else up in here um, to kind of try to take advantage of the situation. So anyway, she was like, "It's gonna cost." I'm like, "Well, look, I ain't even trying to do all that." I said, "Um, you know what I'm saying? I just, I'm trying to see, cause I, I caught the vibe earlier, and um, I'm trying to see if it was real or not." And um, she was like, well, you know, we can work something out. So long story short, you know what I'm saying? I did not break bread. I got that head, though. That's all I ended up getting. And, um, got there. Um, was real flagrant with it. Or whatever. Um, got mine. Went in bro bathroom. Cleaned up real quick. Went back downstairs. And I uh, go back downstairs, and it's the normal 
you know, man, man, you must have been trying to make love, blah, blah, blah. And um, whatever. I wasn't going for it. Really wasn't even feeling the vibe at that point because there was a few niggas in there that I had some run-ins with, you know, in and around campus. Phenomenal reason. And they in there and I'm in there. And I know this shit'll beat me back to where I don't want it to beat me back to. So I'm 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 telling bro, I'm like, man, I'm finna get ghosts. Now the other dude that went there with me, you know, I'm telling him like, hey man, I ain't finna if you wanna stay and kick it, you can, but I ain't gonna be able to get you a ride because I'm about to go to my girl crib, which I wasn't. Uh, but I said that to kind of just say that so that way, you know, like, ain't no calling me to come and get you, no, nothing like that. So it's probably about 3, 3.30, almost 4 at this point. And, um, holla at bruh. And I told him, hey, I'm out. And he still geek, still inside. He like, well, he like, I ain't even fuck. I said she tried to run that money thing, and I couldn't even do that. And I said, plus everybody that ran through me was like, well, shit, man. He's like, I know you got right. So I dapped them up and left. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know how long that night lasted or whatever for him. So, that was Friday. So, I, you know, I went home, you know, showered, got everything right, went to sleep, got up. You know, that Friday or whatever, um, you know, probably about midday, went to the union, got something to eat. Had to be to work at four. So, go to work a little early because I'm going to go and, you know, give my homeboy his car because he not working. I'm the only one working. So, I go to get my homeboy his car and everything, get my car back. And, um, old girl still there or whatever. And, bro, so... By the time I pulled up, he came outside again. This time, ain't no smile on his face. And uh, the whole attitude is a little different. He's like, you know, uh, man, like, she need to get up out of my crib. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I won't take her home. He was like, what time you got to be at work? I said, hey, man, I got to go in early because I got to do some CBLs. Bro. I got to do some, some, some training. Like, I can't even, I'm not even fixing the, no, I can't do it. He was like, man, he was like, she need to get up out the crib or whatever and all that or whatever. So I'm like, ah, you know, I can't do it. So anyway, um, I go to work. I get a call at work. It's my brother, my little brother. And so he hit me up. He's like, hey, man, I need the car. I'm like, I need the car? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, shit, you going to be working. And on Fridays, we might end up staying later because, you know, we might have a little bit more work. He was like... I'm like, well, fuck it. I said, I'll give you the car. Just, you know, I don't want to be waiting when it's time to get off. Like, he's like, man, he's like, I know what time you get off. I'll be there. I'm like, cool. So, you know what I'm saying? I give him the car or whatever. And, um, you know, that's that. So, give him the car or whatever. I go back to work. Um, and I actually went and got him at lunch break. Gave him the car. And, you know. I guess he said he was going to stay in the same area or whatever, but whatever. So here it is, you know, about 2 o'clock in the morning. We get off from work or whatever. I had hit him up, you know, probably about 15 minutes before I knew we was finna knock off and told him, hey, you know, come on through. So he headed that way. Um, so, um, 
you know, he picked me up and everything. Could tell he had been a little drinking his Friday night in the college area. He had he had his own thing too, you know, he had his own little rounds. He he, he got on he knew how to go on campus and goddamn move around and shit. So he was he was in and then, you know, he knew people that I knew. I had introduced him and put him on some things. So he was really moving real well. Um, not like a freshman. We had a cousin that went to school down there too. Um, so he would kick it with him. That, that also put him on campus. The dude was an athlete, so that helped out too. So anyway, we got down kicking it. And um, he picked me up. I'm like, hey man, like what you do? What you, what you? And he was running it down. And he was like, well, you know, I got down. I went to, you know, went to brother's house and chilled there for a minute. And, like, and I went back to the crib and my roommate was there and he was like, shit. Another dude came over and shit like that or whatever. He's like, I just broke away because they still at the crib and shit. And I'm like, at the crib? I'm like, yeah. He was like, yo, it's the old crib. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, shit, let's roll by there. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, fuck it, let's go. So we go by there. And he liked to kick it with them. I had literally, when he came, what we did was um, when he came, we moved, um, and we moved to a three-bedroom. I was in a pretty much like enough uh, where you shared the common space, but you had your own bedroom. And one of my roommates and him moved into a three-bedroom. We moved into a three-bedroom, and he had a room, I had a room, and my homeboy had a room. So we there, and everything is cool. We kicking it. And um, in, in doing that and everything, um, he would always go back to my old place. Because when he came down there, he was at my old place. And he would be there. He would kick it with my old roommates and everything. And they, you know, it was cool. So we go over there. And this was a live house, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas was in that motherfucker was live. He was really kicking it. And when we got in there, or whatever, you know, usual suspects was in there. And it was a chick kinda off in the distance and I'm not knowing but I'm seeing and you know get a little bit closer and it's the chick from the previous night. And I'm like, shit man, I said, nigga, who is that? And my little brother was like, Oh, that's Petey Connor, bro. And I'm like, Petey Connor. He's like, yeah, he's like, I don't know her name, but that's what we've been calling her. Like, she with it. And I'm like, what? And you know what I'm saying? I, I kind of walked over into the area and she looked up and looked right at me and it was as if she looked through me. And she just kept on doing her thing. She dancing on niggas, you know what I'm saying? And a few niggas would get a dance or whatever and you'll see her disappear to the, you know, side or whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? She'll come back a little while later, do the same thing with another nigga. And I'm like, man, I'm talking to my little brother. I'm like, you know, got him off to the side. I'm like, where the fuck she came from? He was like, man, I went by brother's house and, uh, you know, boss was talking that good game. And he was like, shit, let me put you on something. And, you know, she was there. Shit, I had to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to get away from there and everything. I'm like, yeah, to get away? This nigga done rescued. 
he done got them Captain Save old. Not to mention, he saved them. And before he took her to the homeboy crib, he done took her to the house. He done had a whole early evening with her. You know, a good little interlude, just him and her. Ain't no telling what went down. But anyway, um, you know, he did his thing and then he broke her out to get out the house, but he went with her to their crib. So, you know what I'm saying? We there, we kicking it. And one of my old roommates said, man, you know, he told me what the spiel was. He told me what was going down. And I'm like, okay. He's like, and I told him, like, well, me and my homebody, and we had a at the crib the other night. He looked at me like, what? He's like, it's going like that. I said, bro, she on a 24-hour mission, bro. Like, she on one right now. Like, you can put her in the bathtub, nigga, and steam will come out the water. Like, she wildin'. And he was like, I know for a fact, like, everybody in here done run through. He like, your bro brought her here, and she already looked like she had been down through there. And I called my homeboy them, and I'm telling them, I'm like, she here. And they just laughing. I mean, just laughing on the phone, because they done did whatever. You know what I'm saying? For almost two days. And boom, now she over here. So, you know, I'm like, man, nigga. I'm like, this motherfucker about to be a, a statistic, bro. Like, we got the, I can't make this happen no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? So the party get to dying down. Niggas get to drunk, sleeping, and too high and shit. She's still alive, still going. And, um,. I'm ready to break out. And, um, bro was like, shit, hey, um, she gonna stay at the crib tonight. I'm like, look, is she in your room? You can do whatever, man. So, we go, we go to the crib. She, um, I don't know if, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? All I know is, bro had her in the house till probably sometime around midday Saturday and he left and when he came back she was gone and um she resurfaced probably about a week or so later um at my homeboy's crib the first place I had met her um I was on one of my off days and went over there and she was there and um a whole another set of niggas and I was, when I saw her, I just left. And um, I, I don't know where she is now. You know, I hope everything worked out for, um, you know, Petey Connor would live in infamy. Uh, one thing that bothered me about all of this, and he, this will let on to who my special guest will be in the second part of this episode, he is um my little brother uh rescued her as a damsel in distress you know spent his little time with her um took her to another spot let her goddamn be you know made into whatever she could be made into then rescued her again to uh gallivant with her for almost eight to twelve hours only to um you know jettison her to wherever he jettisoned her to we're gonna find out what really went down 
in them times where it was just him and her. Um, this is um, story is 14 years in the making, so very interested to see you know what went down and how it happened. But um, that's the Petey kind of sign, Petey kind of story from my standpoint, and I'm sticking to it.